Hey there, friends. Welcome to the CFC Leadership Podcast, where we focus on everything campus ministry, college ministry, and young adult ministry related. Whether you're already working in one of these ministry areas, thinking about starting a ministry, or just have a burden for this age group, this podcast is meant just for you. I'm your host, Kyle Austin, and now it's time to join with us in today's conversation. Before we jump into our episode, I want to give you a quick heads up about the upcoming college and career retreat on February 10th through the 11th in Greenville, North Carolina. It's going to be an exciting weekend field with biblical preaching. There'll be relevant breakout sessions. There'll be a hot topic Q&A uh, session. Me and my wife will do a joint session. Uh, there will be delicious food, of course, a fun uh, group activity. We'll have small groups, a God-infused time. Basically just a time for young adults to come together to be encouraged, to be challenged. Uh, and we would love for you or your group to be a part of this. If you're a, a leader, for young adults or campus ministry. We'll have special breakout sessions just for you dealing with topics and issues for college and career ministry. The cost is $35. You can get all the information and register at cfcretreats.com. The registration deadline is February 3rd. If you have any questions, please reach out. Let's jump into our episode now. We're here on our CFC Leadership Podcast, and we are jumping into January 2023, a great year ahead of us. Only God knows uh, what all will come, whether good, bad, trials, uh, victories, uh, but uh, God gives us another opportunity to hit reset in our lives and to start new. The Christian life is definitely a life of new beginnings. Uh, Each day we wake up and we get a new day, get to wipe off the old, uh, whether it was good or whether it was bad, and we get to start fresh. Here we are with a year. We get to start fresh now, and I'm excited about the upcoming spring semester and want to talk to you a little bit on this episode about maximizing the spring semester or just getting the maximum potential that you can out of your spring semester. Now, when you look at spring, versus fall, obviously the seasons are very different. Uh, fall, the leaves are falling off and everything's kind of beginning to die off. It's getting cold. When we jump to spring, things are beginning to grow and we see life coming out and things begin to turn green and we see flowers and it begins to warm up if you're one of those who loves the warmer weather. There's definitely when we look at the seasons of life and then we translate that into the seasons or the semesters of the academic calendar, there's a great difference between the fall and the spring semester. Uh, Just from our experience, the fall semester definitely has an energy and excitement that is, it is contagious. I mean, when the fall semester kicks off, uh, there's new students, uh, even the students who are not new to the campus, they're back, there's energy, there's life, and it is very contagious. Now, spring, granted, it still is uh, busy, but it's more of a slow and steady pace. It's like the students are just looking out towards the finish line. So as we think about ministry on the university campus, the fall is typically more outreach focused and the spring can be a little more discipleship focused, which we'll talk about here in a little more detail. Each semester is like the seasons that you and I have in life. And as a result, there requires us to uh, maximize the opportunity that each of these seasons produce. So what works great in the fall 
may still work in the spring, but it may not yield the same results. And so we want to recognize that and we want to be able to adapt so that we are utilizing and being the most effective and most efficient that we can be in each semester. And I think as we recognize that, realize there are some adjustments, there are things that we can do a little different based from fall to spring, and that will help us to be a little more effective. Bottom line is each semester is short. You know, when you're a student, you're like, man, these semesters are long. But as we're ministering, honestly, the semesters are short. When I look at the calendar and I begin to schedule out uh, the entire semester, I realize there's 13 to 15 weeks. And while that may sound long, it goes by very, very quick. And so I want to be as efficient as I can. I don't have time to waste. I don't have opportunities to waste. And so I want to be efficient to ensure that I'm as effective as I can be uh, with God's help. So I want to stop doing maybe what doesn't work, definitely. I want to stop doing or adjust maybe some things that are not as productive spring in comparison to fall. Now, if something produces great fruit in the fall and it does in the spring, then guess what? I probably need to make an adjustment there uh, for the spring semester. So let me just give you a couple ideas here as we think about the idea of maximizing the spring semester. Number one is this, is focus hard on building your core group. Now, I understand that's something we constantly work at, but I would say this spring semester for us is the time that we focus in a greater way, if you will, on building our core group. Now, as we focus in on that, building our core group, we understand is important, but as we do that, that will only strengthen our ministry as a whole. It will only help us to be more effective in outreach on campus, whether it's spring or that energetic fall semester. So as we use the spring semester really as a building, as a launching point, if you will, to go into the the fall outreach, that energy and excitement, we're going to be prepared as we build and strengthen our ministry amongst the students then it will only aid us in our ability to reach students in the fall. So as we think about focusing hard on building your core group, I would say this, build relationships. Now, that may seem obvious, but, you know, it doesn't happen by accident. We can come in and we can have young people part of a Bible study. Maybe they come to some of our events. Maybe that's all that we see them. We can begin to build relationships with them through these set-aside times, but I'm talking about trying to really build some depth of relationships. And so maybe you want to begin focusing spring semester because maybe you have just a little bit more time uh, because we're not maybe so focused on the outreach, even though we're still going to do outreach. Don't don't misunderstand me there, but I'm going to take a little bit of that focus, a little bit of that energy and begin to pour it into uh, very intentionally building relationships. So maybe we're going to have weekly or weekly or uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever your schedule will allow. Maybe it's once a week, maybe it's once every other week, whatever your schedule allows, but I'm going to set aside this day, this time to have a lunch meeting, to have a coffee meeting, and I'm just going to go down our, basically our role, if you will, and begin to connect with the students. There's something about getting outside of the weekly meeting that just does something something. I have seen this time and time and time again. 
uh, I have a young man, and I'm meeting with him in the Bible study, maybe some events, and I invite him out to lunch, or we go to a, a game, or we go to do whatever just outside that weekly meeting time, and it just establishes a relationship in a much deeper way. For some young men, I've you know been able to talk to him in the Bible study. We'll chit-chat for a couple minutes, and I'll move on. And then after I go to, to lunch or dinner or do this kind of outside uh, activity with them, then all of a sudden they're just there, and they don't go away. And that's not a bad thing. They're just there. They want to chit-chat in the weekly meeting. It just does something different. So I would say this as you're focusing hard to build your core group, try to reach out and connect with each student. Now, obviously, not every student's going to uh, take you up on that offer, and that's okay. There are some students that are just, going to be there for your weekly meeting and they're going to be there for the events and activities that you have and that's all they want and that's okay but the only way to find out if that's all they want is to intentionally uh, try to engage them and try to invite them into some other activity with just you and that person or you and a couple other guys or ladies if you're a lady uh, and try to find out what they're wanting now I have some young men who they're they're happy they're they're being fed they're growing they're participating and that's all they want then I've got other young men who are looking for more and I want to be able to meet that need and so as we build relationships spring semester is a great semester to focus on this Uh, so shift some of your time and your focus from outreach to discipleship. Now you may say, I don't, I don't know about that. Don't we always need to be outreach minded? Yes, we do. But if we think about Jesus and how he did his mission and how he worked with the disciples, he built 12 men, three of those being very close to him, the other nine being close, but we understand he had three that were very, very close to him. He had intimate moments and teaching moments. He had lunch and dinners and the transfiguration and all these things with just those three uh, that build a deeper relationship with him for what purpose? One, that they could be with him in order to, to be like him, but then to go out and to reach others. You see, Christ died, and then he left in the hands of 11 disciples the mission of the church. And he did that because he built a strong relationship with them. And so in order for us to do outreach correctly, I believe we need to do discipleship very effectively. Because what we're going to be doing is creating leaders that then can go out and reach their peers, can reach classmates, can reach uh, people at work, can help us to do outreach on the campus. And we're just going to multiply our efforts. So, yeah, we're still going to do outreach on campus. But what I would say for spring semester is don't hesitate to focus a whole lot more on discipleship, on building relationships. Uh, we talk about our mission is reach, teach, connect, and impact for Collegians for Christ, and we we try to split that up. 25% of our time is reaching, 25% is teaching, uh, the other 25% connecting, and then impacting, giving students an opportunity to put feet on their faith, for them to serve on the campus or in the community. And so we're always looking through that lens to ensure we're balanced, uh, that we're not neglecting one or we're being lopsided, if you will, in our mission. But when it comes to spring semester, I will focus more heavily on that connect. 
Why? Because the spring semester really affords us that. You think about you start fall semester, you've got new students who have come in, you're really trying to get to know them. Uh, by the time the first couple months of, of school roll around, you're just starting to understand who they are. They're starting to understand who you are. Uh, of course, if you've been doing ministry for a few years or many, many years, you're going to have rollover students that are going to be sophomores, juniors, seniors, of course, who have been with you before. But every year you have new students who are coming in and prayerfully you're seeing growth each year. And so you're constantly graduating students out, new students are coming in. And so you're needing to build relationships with them. That fall semester is kind of that period of time when there's a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, a lot of visitors are coming in and out of the doors at, at the Bible study. We're meeting uh, students at different events and outreach events. And so we're kind of making those initial connections. And then spring semester comes and that kind of energy levels out a little bit. And now it gives us time to take the ones we've met, the ones we are trying to, to get in or trying to reach out to because we met them in the fall, now we can begin to build a strong relationship with them and pursue that further. And, you know, discipleship, I love discipleship. I think that's what I uh, thrive on as far as college ministry uh, is it's very personal. Uh, there's a lot of one-on-one, one-on-three, one-on-five. There's just a lot of time that you can spend with these young people. Uh, I've got a young man right now that I'm, you know, consistently eating lunch with or meeting with here or kind of going and doing stuff with. Uh, And each time there are, you know, we're not sitting down and going through a discipleship curriculum. There's nothing wrong with that. There are times when we need to do that with young people. There's times when I do one-on-one Bible studies or, you know, one-on-two or one-on-three, or we do guys' Bible studies or try to uh, just to navigate that way. Uh, but there's many times when I'm just with these guys, and I can speak from my side. My wife would say the same thing with the girls, that questions come up. Uh, and it turns into discipleship just naturally, fluidly. I've got one young man who's just uh, new to the faith. He's growing. Uh, he's very hungry. He has lots of questions. And as we eat lunch, it's not just a 30 minute to an hour lunch. It's a two, two and a half hour lunch because there's lots of questions. Uh, and it's very engaging. And this is discipleship. You know, discipleship is not just uh, neglected to this uh, 13 week curriculum. We meet once a week for an hour. That can be discipleship, but discipleship is so much more. It's our lives being transferred or poured into that other person. And discipleship for Jesus happened, if you look, he taught the disciples, yes, but most of his discipleship happened to them walking on the road, sleeping, eating, over here uh, as he dealt with this person. And they said, why? Why did you do it this way? Or why did you not do that? And teach us to pray and all these things. That was discipleship. And if you and I will take the spring semester and really focus on building those relationships, go through your role, see which ones want to uh, engage with you in that way, and then continually do that. If you have some young men or young ladies who are very open, then don't just leave it as a one time, make them repetitive uh, and try to pour into their lives. Another good thing about the spring semester is you are able to teach on harder topics or answer tougher questions, if you will. Why is that? Because you've built a relationship with the students and therefore trust. Uh, sometimes coming straight out the gate on the fall semester and, and dealing with some tough topics or tough issues can be fine, but I found it better to do it in the spring semester because a lot of times these new students are getting to know me. Can I trust this person? Who are they? Who is, you know, who is their wife, their family? They're, they're really trying to understand who I am, where I'm coming from, uh, my heart. And once they can understand that, even if there's an issue or a topic that maybe they do not agree with, because you got to remember, Remember, 
on the university campus, you've got students from all different types of background, which is amazing. So not everybody's going to agree with you, uh, even on a biblical topic or a social issue. And so it's so much better as we can forge those relationships, build the trust, and then in the spring semester, we can deal with uh, some of those tougher issues, tougher topics, and harder questions that may come up. So focus hard on building your core group. And then secondly here, be creative in ways to reach out to new students. Now, we're not going to just uh, neglect outreach, though we're going to focus more, I believe, on uh, relationship, on uh, connecting, uh, and even maybe some opportunities to impact. But as you think about the difference in the fall and the spring semester, many students have already found their ministries or their organizations to be involved in. But there are going to be new transfer students who are coming in that are going to be looking for something. Now, it's not the the same percentage of, of new students coming in the fall versus the spring, but there are new students coming in. There are going to be students who tried something in the fall, and you know maybe they just want something different, or maybe they're going, that's, that's not really a fit for me. So they're looking for something new in the spring. Maybe there's been a life change for someone. Something difficult's come in, or uh, for some reason they're, uh, they're beginning to pursue God or Christianity. And so there's going to be some students like that. And so we don't want to neglect outreach. That's why we want to still uh, utilize it. Uh, But we want to uh, find ways that we can reach out to these types of new students. So uh, another thing we want to focus on is reaching unbelievers. You know, a lot of times the fall semester where we're gathering in maybe uh, Christian students or students with some knowledge of God, some sort of uh, religious background, and they're the ones kind of coming in and out. doesn't mean we're not reaching unbelievers, but we can really focus in on trying to reach unbelievers during that spring semester. So how can we do that? Well, number one, get your signs out on campus and keep them out. I I think we did an episode a few months back on advertising, ways to advertise your ministry. I believe one of the most effective ways is the 18 by 24 yard signs, the same things you see, political signs, or maybe you see landscaping, lawn care, advertisements on the side of the road. Uh, They have the little metal stakes. Utilize those to advertise your ministry, your meeting times and locations. Keep them out. Always put them in mulch areas. Try to refrain from putting them in the grass. That just aggravates the landscapers. Uh, We want to be respectful of them. They'll leave your sign out a whole lot longer if you'll do that. Uh, But those signs are very, very effective. So get those out spring semester as soon as it starts and try to keep them out periodically uh, as, as they get blown away or taken down or whatever. They will bring students in. You'll get a lot of visitors throughout the year, especially fall semester. Uh, But don't neglect the spring thinking, well, there's not new students coming in, so I don't need to do signs. Put your signs out. Get them out there. Keep them out there. If your uh, school offers a spring involvement fair, uh, you maybe you've been a part of it or maybe you've not heard about it. Uh, It's a whole lot less uh, energy and the amount of students that come through. And so you may think, well, it may be a waste of time. Uh, But typically we will gather at least one or a few students from that event event that are become very faithful students. Uh, there's been times when I've looked at that event and said, I don't know if it's worth it, because uh, maybe you do have a year where you get zero, uh, but we more often than not from those spring involvement fairs, we will gather a student or two or three or whatever the case may be, or make some great contacts. Uh, obviously, it's just trying to stay out on campus um, doing stuff. So continue doing outreach tables. It's a great time to you know give out free coffee, free hot chocolate, uh, prayer tables, um, whatever 
type of table you can think of. Um, you can do, you can schedule in special speakers and advertise it on campus. Do a gospel night once a month. Now that your students know your heart, they they know the mission of your campus ministry. Let them know uh, this one time a month we're going to do a gospel night, and I want you to invite in all the students you believe uh, that are not saved. They're, they need to hear a clear presentation of the gospel. Let them know uh, that that's when it's going to be, and allow them to be the hands and feet to bring new students in. That's a creative way to do that, and it helps them because maybe they have a roommate, a classmate, someone they're working with, and they're trying to share the gospel, and they've built a relationship with them, and that student will come. You know, They say, hey, please come. We're having a special event. They don't necessarily tell them it's gospel night. We're having a special event. We're inviting, you know, uh, a guest in. Maybe you want to offer some type of contest for whoever brings or the most people or whatever you want to do. Just be creative with it. That's a great way to get people in and also to get the gospel out. And when you have those gospel nights, Bible studies, don't be afraid to give an invitation to bow their heads, raise their hands, to give them an opportunity to respond. Uh, I don't typically do that in the normal Bible study setting, but I always do that if there's a gospel presentation because I I want to make sure students understand they have an opportunity to respond and to know what to do. Schedule a special speaker. I believe I said that. Um, but just know the spring semester is an exciting time. It's an exciting time to build your core group, which will help you tremendously as you navigate into the next year, the next year. So if you'll take the fall semester, be heavy with outreach. Take the spring semester, be heavy with discipleship. Still working both in each semester. It'll help you to build a strong group, a strong foundation, and will help you to be more effective as you're reaching students on the campus. So spring semester, what is it? It's a great opportunity to build strong relationships and your core group. So as we navigate into spring 2023, stay at it. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.